Recording in progress. It's just going to be in every episode from now on. I can't not repeat it. Oh, man. The cold open. <laughs> Recording in progress. You know what they say. Openings best served cold. Served every day. You know, it's funny that we're here again. It feels like a lot longer than a week off. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying it's funny that we're in dumpster fire mode again. Oh, yeah. You know, things are wild right now in everybody's lives. It's fucking rough. That's all I can really use. It's the only word I can think of is just... It is rough. I mean, here. like, you just had a kid. I just had a kid, and Josh is moving. And we're the ones on the fucking. Country. We're the ones on the fucking mic right uh-huh. now. Yeah, wild, huh? No offense to Josh whatsoever. Josh is a beloved friend, and he's admittedly going through the Thunderdome right now. I mean, man, I really didn't do much any yesterday, and I didn't want to record. I don't blame him for not wanting to record after driving that long. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I do blame him. He should be here. This is important to people. <clears throat> There's people who count on you, Josh, and you're not here for them. Look, if JJ expects me to have this thing ready by Sunday, you have to be here. Okay. That's true. I'm sure JJ missed us last week. You know, I don't even think he mentioned it to me. Last week was an anomaly, though. I mean, uh-huh. yeah, uh, we had every intention of recording, and then... Uh, no one said anything in the group chat until like after midnight (laughs) and i think it was you josh didn't even open his phone last weekend and then Mm -hmm. i got a message from you when i was going to bed and you were like if anyone's up um, (laughs) well i i don't see i don't normally (laughs) like when, when i put the kid to bed i do it in the rocker i put her to bed in the bedroom and i passed out in bed with her and woke up at like midnight 30 and was like, hey guys, are we still recording or? Yeah, that was probably, you know, <laughs> it was probably for the best. Yeah. Yeah. But here we are, episode whatever you want to call it, Dumpster Fire number four. Dumpster Fire four. D4. So when we're numbering the episodes, I think we should like overall. Mm-hmm. Like count the num- dumpster fires, but yes. number them separately. These are, I consider these like, even though it's 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 not all three of us, and I feel like that's more special than just two of us doing the show. But I consider these like special um, episodes, if you will. Uh huh. It's something. It's just a little different, a little more laid back, because you know we're real uptight. And for the main show. <laughs> right, yeah. We're all scripted, <laughs> by the way. We're paid to say everything that we uh you know, tell you guys on here, just so you know. Not really. We are literally three of the brokest people I know, um, doing this just for fun, uh, at this point in time. But someday we will spread enough misinformation <laughs> that we will be bigger than Joe Rogan. Oh and then Elton John is gonna come to the table. And he's going to say, I don't want my music on Spotify if those guys are on there spreading all that misinformation. I mean, we just need someone 
who's willing to talk, has a doctorate in anything, and is willing to wear a lab coat. I mean, and it's true. Yes. See, and here's my problem. I don't find it to be really a big loss to lose um, Neil Young music off of Spotify. I couldn't even tell you a Neil Young song. But you probably I also, you would know one. You would know one if you heard it or listened to it. Probably, um, yeah. It's like his biggest hit, and it's his number one on Spotify. Let's see if his number one. I was gonna say his music's still on here. That's so funny. But um, I was actually looking at Spotify, but now I don't know which song it is because I don't even know neil young music that well yeah but if you went through his top played music you would you'd, you'd recognize a couple, songs, a couple yeah. of them and you'd be like oh yeah i heard that on the radio when i was a kid in my dad's car on yeah, the way probably. to school um you know that's about the only place neil young ever held any significance in my life was in the radio on the way to you know school in my dad's car so um he'll he'll um, be he'll be dearly missed from the spotify community in my opinion Oh, yeah, I'm sure and that's where you know his fan what? base... No, oh, I yeah. bet Neil Young fans listen on fucking iHeartRadio. That's an old person's app. Oh, yeah, there you go. Pandora. Yeah, exactly. Let's listen to that internet radio. What's that, funny is he, you know. he said he hates Spotify anyways. Oh, so it's man. Just... Damn, dude. Really? Yeah. I Spotify is like my lifeblood, bro. See, I love it too, but they apparently pay the least for the artist. Yeah. Ah, not my problem. You know what? They've been, you know what? They've they've had so much skin in the game. They were like, I get that Rhapsody is older than Spotify, and Rhapsody is like OG music streaming. Like when I was a little kid, Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. I remember Rhapsody was, commercials. Was how you listened to music on the internet without a CD, and you could literally browse a catalog that at the time felt infinite, and. um it, now you know, it truly is infinite. It, well, yeah. Now it's Napster, <laughs> now it's Napster, right? And Napster, you know, much like Spotify or uh, Apple Music, whatever you have, um, you would find a whole lot more than just music. Now you have things like podcasts, which you know that's what we're here doing. Uh, you have storytelling. You have playlists and radios, and just so much content to absorb. It's for me, it's overwhelming at times, but that's been kind of like my New Year's resolution is to expand my horizons musically and listen to shit that I don't normally listen to. I love that for you. Because you get tired of the same old shit, you know? And See, that's why I like Spotify. New. Yeah. They, it's easy to find, it's easy a lot to find of good new stuff. stuff. Yeah. It's so curated. I love curated content, but I hate curated ads. I want to see ads that have to apply to everybody because then they're good quality. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I uh, personally hate ads with every fiber in my being. See, but I love commercials. Like commercials, you had to put some effort into. You know yeah, what I mean? Back when cable were, TV was yeah. in its prime. Commercials were different when we were kids, man. Uh-huh. I mean, you used to watch the Super Bowl just so you could see the new commercials. Exactly. That was the hype. Like, But ads are horrible and thoughtless and yeah. usually well or not well put together. And the first one's always a car commercial. <laughs> um, my favorite Super Bowl commercial of all time is the 84 Lumber commercial. Oh, my God. <laughs> the one that got away, man. The, the only advertising the one, they've ever done. The one, and quite literally, I can speak from insider sources, the only 
84 ad you are ever going to see air. I bet that ever. was uh what the fuck is his name? Big man. Joe Hardy? Joe Hardy, yeah. I bet that was his last fuck you before they got him out of there. Oh my god. Because he, he's like, no, we grassroots advertise. He's like, fine. I, you I shareholders am... are gonna make me advertise. It's gonna be the worst fucking ad in the history of humanity, so you're never gonna want to do it again. I uh I don't even want to dissect that commercial. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is look it up. Go watch it on YouTube because it's there, I promise. Look up 84 Lumber Super Bowl ad and the rest is history. <laughs> you, you watch that and you're just like, oh, so you mean they don't want people to actually do anything with them? All right. Wait, but they want the good ones. They want the good ones. They want the good ones. We want the ones that want it, you know, the way it was. Yeah. We, we, we uh, we're not going to identify anybody, but <laughs> we're looking, we're looking for the nest. For for the extreme nostalgist out there, the extremists, so to say, yeah, uh, you know, if you have half a mind and you can dissect our fucking <clears throat> altered speech right now, then good luck to you. But anyways, yeah, we're 80, still afraid Joe Hardy is going to send us no team and a black you know, cock to take 80, us away. Eighty four lumber was honestly and truthfully to you know to put that little that little hiccup in their history to bed for a second was a for me at least a really good experience um and did a lot for me in a lot of ways so i know we worked there together shortly um and you know that's how we are where we are today which i will be forever thankful for but um you know it's not hard to say that your experience there and mine were two completely different <laughs> uh, <laughs> mine was half half really great and half like really shitty like when i first got there it was like oh this is a pretty good company the culture seems good it seems pretty genuine and then about then about you know the halfway towards the end i was like man i hope that car rear ends me so i don't gotta <laughs> fucking go to work just uh, hit me fucking 60 miles an hour <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. It was it was tough for some people. Um, there was a very uh, clickish, um, econ- not economy, um, atmosphere there. Which crazy with like nine guys working there. How clicky it was. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Nine grown and men. So you have you have like clicks of two or three people. And then you have clicks that cross over. Like my click associates with your click, but don't talk to that click over there. That clicks retarded. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone who still works there, which I believe Kevin Gosnell does, not to like throw out names, but Kevin. What's his address? Kevin G. That's all I'll say. Kevin G still works at the old 84. <laughs> and uh, KP is still managing it. I visit there actually once in a while, mostly because I love and just absolutely miss my old running buddy, Lonnie. Lonnie was is he real. still there? Yeah. I love Lonnie. Lonnie is real people. And he was like, he was like the lumberyard dad. He was the oldest dude working up in there and he slayed in the yard, bro. He was a load builder. He was an MT first, and you were an MT with Lonnie. Bro, so he hated that shit so much. Oh, I know he did. Every time he, he like, answered the phone, you could see the pain in his face. <laughs> he would say, 
thank you for calling 84 Lumber. This is Lonnie. How can I help you? And like this really like monotone kind of like low peppy voice. And then every time someone would ask him if something's in stock, he'd be like, nope. <laughs> and, and no explanation. No, I can order it for you. Or I can order know. it for you. Lonnie literally fell on that grenade every time it presented the chance. If he couldn't type it, <laughs> if he couldn't type it into the computer, which it wasn't you know, easy. <laughs> you know, Lonnie was actually pretty computer savvy. He did. He I, was, but that he, POS was shitty. That POS was running. If it's like OG DOS with like a, <laughs> yeah. with, with like a 2017 like. <laughs> gloss over uh, like you can put phone numbers in here and email <laughs> isn't that neat <laughs> so yeah it was a black screen with white text and yeah it was like awful yeah. it was the windows safe if you've, screen. yeah if you've ever played fallout it was the hacking screen on that one of the computers <laughs> you know it was just fucking awful but, you know, it was easy after you, like, got the hang of it. That was the weird part. So once you yeah. learn, like, and you kind of have to dumb yourself down to learn it. Well, because you have to, like, learn a new language, basically, to, like... I mean, none of it's mouse input. Yeah. It's all keyboard input. So yeah. it's, it's you know, it's... Everything's labeled, too. I mean, it tells you what buttons to hit, but getting... Finding the buttons is, like... <laughs> You got to know the to you where get, you <laughs> Yeah, you got to know the secret passwords to get to where you can actually start reading things. Um, but yeah, that place did a lot for me uh in a good way that honestly didn't end doing enough for me, which is why I left. It's not the people cuz in the end clicks or not, I got along with everybody and you know, um there was one person who showed up at the very end who I did not expect to leave uh, with as an acquaintance, but Alex and I mm-hmm. did end up eventually getting kind of close towards the end. See, um, I could see that. He just, you get a lot, a lot of walls up. This is probably not good content. No, it's not. <laughs> it's really bad because we're talking about our old works and shit. But you can edit out like all that if you want to. I don't really That's care. The, no, no, it's good. It's 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 wholesome content (laughs) it's from the heart all right i'm speaking from the heart and so what if i've been drinking beer fuck you leave me alone i'm feeling my emotions are i'm 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 falling into the nostalgia right now is what i'm doing that's how this all started hey i'm still friends with austin on cod so every time he gets on i see it is he ralph is he ralph docopter waffle copter or something yeah He was Austin, if you're listening to this, you're a bitch. I just want you to know that. He was he was such a bro, bro. He's in <laughs> he's, he's gone too. He doesn't even work there anymore. He went I can't say he, he went, went did he go to a different store or No, he, he went to a whole new job in Cleveland, I think. But anyways. <laughs> getting getting past getting past the past here. Welcome to the TJ. And I want to. I want to clarify that Nick saying "bro" was was in a derogative term. No. <laughs> L- listen, I got along with everyone, including Austin. Did I agree with everything he did as a co-manager? No. That that's not what a the weird point. title. As a yeah, co-manager. 
We could actually it's really an assistant. Honestly, manager. we honestly have enough content on eighty four lumber just, to do a whole episode on this set. And that's just <laughs> sound, be our next dump and, the, and that sounds just fucking awful. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't listen to this. This is oh, trash. Man. Hence why it's labeled dumpster fire number four. So Yeah, um, I guess let's let's get to the real part. Um welcome to TJ and in show. It's just Josh and Nick tonight. Josh yeah, just, is, you know, out there traveling the country with his dog. Josh, it's just Josh and Nick tonight, everyone. Oh, fuck, yeah. Let's I'm not toast, even... toast to the dumpster. <laughs> toast Woo! to it as it floats down the river on fire. Uh, hey, I'm four, I'm four and four for dumpster fires. So Tyler and Nick are That's on us. tonight. And our buddy Josh, as you may have gathered earlier, as we discussed about 15 minutes ago, um, <laughs> we he's having a tough time so he's not here so now tyler and i are going to talk about some uh off the wall shit some some religion some lead poisoning i kind of got my spotify uh uh, little rant out of the way at the beginning there and it derailed again it can i mean it's not a big deal i think it's interesting though so because i do have an opinion on it outside of the funniness of it now we can't talk bad about joe rogan we have to choose our words carefully or spotify will kill us no here's my problem is a dude who is a music artist is telling a dude who uses the same free speech platform to do a podcast and uploads it to a monetized program like spotify just like said artist does but said artist doesn't agree with his version of the first amendment platform but on the other hand, said artist, in this case being uh, Neil um, Neil Young, right? Yeah, not not the other Neil. No, my boy, uh, my other Neil. What's his name? Diamond. Neil Diamond. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Good job. Neil Diamond's a national treasure. He can't be touched. Um, now this other guy, Neil Young, on the other hand, I'm sure he's a national treasure to some people. I'm sure a lot of old timers like him. And yeah, I just uh, want to say no one in our listener analytics are over the age of 45. So there's probably no Neil Young fans here. Word. So, you know, basically I draw the line in the sand with, he's basically telling someone that you know, I'm not going to share this platform with this guy. And he has every right to, but he shouldn't be given the ultimatum. Like, he's trying to force Spotify's hand, like, you should be agreeing with me that this is wrong. And Spotify Neil Young to, like, it'd be one thing if it was someone truly that's, like, a superstar right now. Like, yeah. I don't know, <sighs> Cardi B, she big still. Yeah, maybe. Over. Too. <laughs> that's that's like recent nostalgia for some people. Uh-huh. It's like if Kanye was like, I'm taking my music off or Joe Rogan's gone. Like that's something, you know, there's some weight behind that. But like you might be able to accomplish something with that. But I think at the end of the day, the whole spro- the whole prospect is just ridiculous. If yeah. you don't if you don't want to share the platform with somebody that has that opinion or you believe is spreading to what you believe to be mass inform- mass misinformation and by all means pull the plug on your content move it to another platform that it probably already exists on see i have a i have a weird relationship with joe rogan because i love his podcast and i think he has some stellar content 
But I think he has some dumb opinions on some things, and I think he does spread some misinformation. But I don't think it's like yeah. But he's, he's doing not it. spreading misinformation. He's letting he's bringing someone else on, and they're discussing it. He's not like I don't know. You know what I mean? Oh well, yeah, then that's the whole the whole thing. Joe Rogan is merely a commentary, um, and he's you know, whether you agree with what he's saying or not shouldn't be relevant to the fact of whether or not he's allowed to express that on a uh, public forum, even if it's monetized. You can go into YouTube and watch his episodes for free. You don't have Um, to come to Spotify. Spotify is the only big, I guess, social media streaming app that doesn't have a misinformation policy. Okay, good for them. That's supporting the First Amendment. Everything else sounds good for them. Everything sound. Everything else sounds <laughs> like censorship, though. Some things should be censored. Oh, damn! I'm so sorry to hear that. All right, Nick. When when people tell me the Holocaust didn't happen, they just shouldn't have opinions. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> you, know, listen, you don't get to talk. I, I'm I, sorry. I, don't, I don't disagree with you that that's a really, really, really bad opinion. Okay. But to the way in which our Constitution is written and as it stands, you're allowed to have that opinion and you're allowed oh, yeah. to express it freely. Yeah. Now, you should, you should be you... limited to the street corners you can walk to from your house <laughs> and scream from. That's where you should be limited to express that opinion. <laughs> you should not be able to reach around the world with it, okay? <laughs> I get that the internet's a big scary place and there's a lot of impressionable people who use the internet and that I and I get that that is a big that is a big problem however if this was going on just even 30 to 50 years ago this this wouldn't no one would know that this was going on because the newspaper doesn't travel that fast you'd be finding out about it like a month later like it's better that way oh look back in september some motherfucker (laughs) got mad at some other motherfucker because this motherfucker thinks this motherfucker's stupid for his stupid opinions and this other motherfucker's gonna pull out of the business deal because of it you don't want to be associated with no one with opinions like that (laughs) Also, it's kind of really funny, what? though. There's, there's another thing to the whole thing where Neil Young is an artist who puts his music on Spotify and gets money from royalties that way. Yes, that's the While whole point of... Spotify the... sought out Joe Rogan and acquired him exclusively. So, like, you had to see where this is going, right? I really think this is just like a look-at-me kind of thing from Neil Young because he hates Spotify anyways and he's just using it as an excuse to get off it and get some press. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Bring Joe down with you. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. Um, I stand by what I said earlier that (laughs) no one's a Neil Young fan, at least that (laughs) listens to us. And if you're joining us for the first time and you're over the age of 45 and you happen to stay. like Neil Young. Stay. You're welcome here. Okay. Yeah. We're we'll not. play some Neil Young for you. Just I'm not me. mad that you like Neil Young. I'm mad that Neil Young thinks he's too good to be on Spotify because he doesn't agree with what someone else thinks. That's some like kindergarten shit right there. I'm not playing with you. You have lice and I am refusing to go onto the same playing ground as you. 
So, yeah. You know who else has lice? Every what? pastor in the traveling religion circuit. Oh, shit, you really want to do this already? All right, fuck it. <laughs> Steve Andrews, I think his name is. Is that the one you sent me? Yeah, and I have no idea how old that video was, but when I saw it, <laughs> I I laughed, and then I was also like a little like shocked at the same time. I guess it's... not shocked because I've seen people do that before, but it was wild. I like how he had, so like what happened in the video was he was mad about something correct, and then he mm-hmm. asked someone like, "Do do you want to preach the sermon? Do you want to run this?" And the guy's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, yeah, I do." <laughs> and he stood up. So then he wanted to like, he wanted to read a prayer out of his Bible on the microphone and uh or prayer yeah yeah he wanted to do a prayer or a paragraph what are those called whatever i can't think about that right now we're on track here we go (laughs) access denied all right moving on he wanted to read a prayer and steve was like excuse you no, no, get this guy out of here, and they drag him out of the church. His right? secret police came out of nowhere. Yeah, these they people, were in suits and sunglasses. The, the, the men in black just showed up out of nowhere <laughs> to like to chance. like dispatch this guy who wanted to read, you know, a fucking prayer out of his Bible <laughs> and share with his, you know, people that he has congregated with. Um, and then Steve goes on this whole little like meltdown tangent about how he is the man of god in this building and he's the one who has the qualifications to do it i'm the vessel and he starts to keep he keeps going on and on and on about how like this is a baptist church and if you ain't baptist get the fuck out he didn't say get the fuck out but he said get out you know he said 50% of you could walk out of this church right now and it wouldn't fucking bother me. I just want everyone to know that if you think you're going to come up here and take my microphone while I've got <laughs> while I've got the big boy pants on, <laughs> nuh-uh, son. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where it looked rather culty. And See, this, I was hoping you'd say that. And this, I have a take. Yeah, and this particular um we'll call it branch of baptist church is um extreme which is where i which is why i say culty Um, see he fucked he he fucked it up his congregate's too small to be acting that aggressive you got to get more people in the door for you to turn the switch like that yeah exactly (laughs) but if you look at the people i mean these people are uh, located out in um tempe arizona and i don't remember the full name of the specific branch of this baptist church but they they have their own special name that ends with baptists you know but at the end of the day arizona's god's pride this this church is uh the antithesis of everything that i've spoken about in the past about organized i just churches. think evangelical that's what i think of yeah yeah kind of like you're you know i yeah so the, i the, the tv evangelical dudes 
the dude who blew COVID away in the microphone with the winds of God. I mean, <laughs> um, then he starts speaking gibberish into the microphone, like without doing the seizure uh, thing. He he just walking around on stage going, and everyone's like, wow, he's speaking the word of angels right now. Isn't that fascinating? The God, the word of God is literally coming through his mouth, and we can't understand a goddamn word of it. You know? Crazy. Jesus, really? And Who no, knew I'd get saved and a show? No pun intended when I refer to Jesus, but quite literally, like... This is a guy. This is a guy who flies first class all across the country to preach, by the way, um, and you know drives high-end cars and wears fine, you know, Italian suits and has a giant golden globe on the stage, twenty-four karat gold, mind you. Um, yeah, they're just a money pit. That's all they do. Well, and, yeah, and that's why use, it's funny when he says, "I call him softcore." you know, cults, because they're not, as far as we know, abducting people and murdering them in the woods. But... And no, I'm you not, just give them all your money and, and I'm time. And I'm not saying that's like, you know, a qualification for a cult. It's just unfortunate that most cults end in that. Um, and look at West Baptist... Um, what, they're, Westboro they're, Baptist? West, yeah, Westboro Baptist Church. Look at those assholes. That's basically a cult. Those people are a cult. And they do everything that a cult does up into uh, you get to killing people. I don't think they kill people. But they no, I they, wouldn't be surprised. If it if it came to light, I wouldn't be surprised either. But to the same degree, I don't I don't know for a fact that they've killed people. I am sure at some point in the history of them as an entity have gotten in some sort of violent squall that may or may not have taken a life. I don't know that for sure. I'm not educated on it, but they are heinous people. They are the furthest thing from people of God, at least people who, you know, claim to be such things. (laughs) And, you know, the Steve Anderson guy isn't um, quite that bad, but he definitely rides the ego train. Um, and he controls his congregation with um, a lot of yelling and scare tactics. And then, you know, once they're all under his wing and comfortable there, he can tell them all, if you don't agree with me, you can get up and leave and I don't care. And then they all just show unwavering support and sit there and take that. It's, I mean, it's funny that he says that because they pay his bills like like, like literally it's not like me as a taxpayer to the police officer giving me a ticket i pay your bills like they literally hand him the money well yeah and that's why he has i mean those people at the end of the day have paid to be a part of what he is providing um and that's, for that spot in heaven and and that's part of that's part of the control and once you control them in that regard and you get them to agree to 10%, because that that is the commission most churches request to become full-time members is 10% of your income goes to the church. 
to help support the church. If I didn't have 10% of my income, I'd probably be homeless. <laughs> well, no offense to 401ks, but that's why I always <laughs> put in the minimum, you know, the minimal amount of uh-huh, like two right. or three percent. Yeah. Whatever the company that everyone's like, well, you should at least invest what you're uh, up to what your company matches. And it's like, no, no, you don't understand. If I do I that, need that. <laughs> I, I need that money now. If, if, if I do that right now, I don't eat for a week and I, I die. I won't make it to retire. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't get to retire anyways because I'll be fucking dead. So, uh, no, I will, I will put in 3% and they'll still match that because that's all I can afford right now. I don't even like doing that much. Let me do half a percent. No, I just do it to have that warm, cozy, you're being an adult feeling like, Hey, you're actually doing it. You're putting away money that you're probably going to end up paying a shit ton of taxes on because you withdrew it early and spent it on you know a broken car or like me leave the job and then just yes, forget just, about it just take the payout and you're like roll it over what i'm not no give me no, the money i want that 50 dollar check <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna take 70 percent. that's okay <laughs> you just give that to me and you let me worry about how it gets spent now i don't have to cook dinner tonight yeah. Honey, I got my I got my 401k <laughs> check today. We're DoorDash and Wendy's. <laughs> we don't even gotta leave the house, baby girl. And then that turns them on. They're like, oh, I don't have to cook. And the baby's already in bed and we're DoorDashing. What? I'm like, yeah. 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 I treat you nice. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> Just wait till uh, you see what I'm about to do to you later. I'm going to let you. This will make the, up for that. <laughs> I'm going to let you hold the remote and choose what we watched. <laughs> I promise to go to sleep in bed and not on the couch. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is how you get laid at the age of 30. Okay. Or with two kids. Or doesn't if matter what. Or, or if you're <laughs> Tyler, you, you just have two kids <laughs> and you're 24. Four? Yeah, newly yeah. twenty-four. Woo-hoo. Minted, newly minted, twenty-four-year-old, <laughs> right here in the house. I'm telling you, man, you've aged yourself by six years at least by having the second one. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't well, relate to anybody I went to high school with. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is most of my class uh, ended up having children before we did. So That's a, lot, funny. a lot of them did it in you know their senior year hey we waited longer than i thought i would so there you go (laughs) micro it's great it's pretty great but regardless yes this dude takes people's money and minus the 10 percent. i mean his church could request more See, I feel like 10%, the 10% is not like, on top of the, the collection plate, right? No, 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 no. You it's see, separate. You ha- there's the 10% and then there's the donation. You know how that's paid out? Donations? Is that like, no, like the 10%. Like, is the that 10%? like. Oh, I'm sure good old white, like you, white, mean, white, white, white collar economics, they write him a check. Well, modern, modern day, you could just have that 10% direct deposit in a different banking account they don't have to wash money it's all non-taxed oh no i mean like from like your paycheck 
Oh, like I it see. just takes ten yeah. percent and puts it in the church's bank account. Ah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I thought you meant after they get the donation, then they could like spread it out, like yeah, different. No, way. Like no, they, they don't pay taxes. No, no, no. Um, right. they it's, should. It's one of the most profitable. <laughs> it's one of the most profitable things in this country. So, like you say, you know, separation of church and state, right? But we take religion into account for almost all of our laws. That's why abortion's being banned again for some reason. Yeah. And like, they don't do any. I don't want to say I, this is a generalization. I know, but the big ones that make a lot of money don't help their community when they're called upon. They're like, ah, no, nah, this is private property, actually. They help the people who are in the club, mm-hmm. who are part of, who have the membership to God, who can who can pay to be in the club. Yeah, <laughs> um, people get after Scientology for its uh, pay-to-play program, and I'll admit, theirs is pretty steep in terms pretty of intense. Um, flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> 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 exactly, and. Uh, yeah. So, to and and the steps that you have to take on every tier of the the magical ladder of Scientology uh, just gets more and more expensive, and you basically buy your way into mm-hmm. higher. They call it higher levels of existence or consciousness, where you know you start out as a grunt and then you become a soldier and then you become you know x then you become y then you become z and then all while like, becoming closer to god and you're are closer you see more. or closer to you know shedding uh, un- your human form yeah unlocking your alien powers that lie deep beneath your human shell so um yeah speaking of them i don't know all the celebrities i know there are a bunch of them tom, tom cruise, cruise is John the one Travolta. i know so tom cruise i kind of believe could be a true believer but do you think most of them just use it to launder money? Mm, well, they could, yeah. Technically, they could. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it's, that, it's... that goes directly to the church. The church takes it, takes a percentage, takes a cut, and then um, washes the money into a bank account that that celebrity now has access to, but is mm-hmm. not uh, income anymore because it's been donated. That is a way, yes, that is a way you could totally wash the money with a church. Well, how do you think a B-list celebrity like John Travolta is still living in his mansion? How has how Nicholas Cage <laughs> gone bankrupt before that asshole? <laughs> no taxes. Yeah. Now, we, I feel like we're, we kind of dog on religion a lot. I do wholeheartedly believe there are good churches out there, but you don't. Not, those aren't the ones you see on TV. They're not the one, you know what I mean? Like no, no. They're the I believe ones, almost every town has a good church in it, but they're, like, they're the ones passing around an old wooden bowl. Yeah. Uh to every pew and thankful for every red cent that falls into it because that means they can continue operating uh their you know, their church. They, you know, all that money legitimately goes back into the church. And I've been a part of churches that I like that, and I like those churches because it's got to be a wholesome atmosphere. Yeah, that's where you find legitimate people. That's where you find, you know, just good people all around. People who are actually there and just want to commune with one another, and you know, embrace a mutual uh, belief and something bigger than themselves. I mean, 
and you're talking about people who would take the shirt off their back and give it to, you know, the person beside them. Um, you know, it's, it, it can be a great thing. And I, and I don't, I don't think those churches should be taxed. Those are right. the ones, those are the ones that don't need that in their life because they're just scraping to get by. But I just feel like even the biggest churches don't really need to bring in more than a million dollars a year. <laughs> keep the lights on you know no that's where i say there's a threshold and once you've met that threshold you you need to start talking to uncle sam a little bit more because you know what that money could go a really long way to actually helping the communities you don't need you know high tech lighting you don't need an orchestra stage you don't need flat panel televisions you don't need high-end, you know, surround sound microphone systems. You don't need giant solid gold metal globes on the fucking stage. How you else is God going to see you, you through all the noise, you baby? You don't need all that to have the fucking Lord in your heart, God damn it. There's so you much don't. noise on this, on this earth. God needs to see you through it yes. all. Yeah. And that's where the excess and the disgust and the corruption and the evil starts to really show its face. And then you have to start thinking like, wow, you know, they're after all these big tech companies who are publicly traded, do pay, you know, maybe not their fair share, but definitely do pay taxes, more taxes than we'll ever pay in our life. (laughs) Um, As far as I know, unless I hit the lottery, then I'll be paying a lot more taxes, but whatever. Um, I'll take the lump sum. I don't care. You got it. You gotta play to win, my friend. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I don't I, play. And guess what? I don't do that. Five dollars bought a McChicken. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, at any who's, um, Nick, yeah. I have an idea. What's that? You and you and I, we start a new podcast. We go undercover, and we mm-hmm. rate churches from Joel mm-hmm. Alstein to one room church house. Oh. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we see how they fare. Yeah, we're not going to look suspicious at all. Two mm-hmm. fat bearded guys coming into the or the newcomers. Yeah. We'd be like the we'll call ourselves the church crashers instead of the wedding crashers. Yeah, they're going to be like, is there a homosexual couple attempting to attend our church? <laughs> yeah, step out of the way, Chuck and Larry. We're coming in hot. That one has a ponytail and holes in his ears. <laughs> <laughs> the devil has done gone through the boy's ears and his spirit's <laughs> fallen out. Um, no, but that, that would be interesting. But you tell me when you find the time and I'll let you know when I do. Too. <laughs> Nick, you don't have, um, you don't have a week out can of we, your month to go to church. Can, <laughs> can, can we, can we zoom call it? Can you go to one That's and so I go to funny. another? <laughs> you cover Marion. I'll color, cover Delaware. Exactly. Honestly, Delaware doesn't have any mega churches. Um, no, we have the, one. We have we, two. Okay, actually, I lied. There is a Grace Brethren, and and I consider them a mega church. They're they're a multi location Baptist church. Yeah, they're, I don't know if we have any multi location churches or not. Their their flagship. We do. Their flagship, I would say, is probably down um, in the Lewis Center area. Uh, so I have to see. I know we have some big churches that require a lot of donations. <sighs> yeah yeah you'll have that in general um but you know right now everyone's uh feeling you know the wallets tightening and um you know i don't know what the books look like for your average church but 
I would imagine the pandemic has crept into their wallets as well. And the inflation. Yes. You know what I say to inflation, Nick? I say, let's go, Brandon. Let's go. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it, Brandon. That's so funny. I have this. Yeah. I want to get this sticker for my hard hat that says, let's fuck, Brandon. <laughs> that would be great yeah so yeah i mean i and i feel like we talk about like i it's weird we, we do we, <laughs> like it's every weird, every two it's, weeks it's weird that we're talking about religion tonight because we have already talked about it a couple different times but i'm the type of person anytime i see something you want that, to talk about it? Yeah, I yeah, see. That's I why see, we have a podcast. <laughs> I see something stupid on TikTok. The Steve Anderson guy, you know, this scre- deserves an episode. Scre- screaming at <laughs> the top of his lungs at his congregation, and I'm just like, "There's another cult for you, like <laughs> right there on my fucking phone screen." I got to talk about that <laughs> next week because it's relevant. We've talked about it before, so it's a good callback in that regard. We're not going to do it again for a while, I promise. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll start bringing new <laughs> content to the table, but I don't know. What's funny is we're talking <laughs> um, we're talking religion and, by extension, serial killers. Yes. Extension through the lead poisoning. Lead. Yeah. <laughs> yes. what, what, what's the transition? What? Where, where does it begin? I think now's a good time. I mean, <laughs> there's not much more to say. Mega churches big, big religion, bad, small religion, good. Yeah, there you go. Eat the rich, not just the poor, not just in the corporations. Yeah. Eat all the rich. Mm-hmm. Eat them all. Let let them have cake. And you give me, you give me that paycheck when you get it. All right, because mm-hmm. I want, I want my cut. I, that's my thing. What are they going to do with the money? I want them to show me what they're going to do with all these corporations' money if and when they ever get a hold of it. Show me the money. We can't pass any infrastructure bills or anything, so. Yeah, but. But there is a new war heating up, so it'll go to the defense budget, probably. Yeah. <laughs> being, you know, being double the size of the next country in the list you know, is not enough. You know, everyone dropped their jaw, and I've already talked about this, too. I'm going to highlight it real quick. Everyone dropped their draw back in 20, uh, 2001. I was about to say 2001, like some, 2001. Old, <laughs> some like old motherfucker. Back in 2001. 2001. Back in 2001. Yeah, in my day, the Pentagon lost $1 trillion. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, ever since 2001, I don't think they've ever reported uh, an accurate uh, ledger. Let's just say that. Well, wasn't that cycling through the news a couple months ago? The, yeah, the defense uh, audit, the audit, the defense department, audit the Pentagon. You're not going to find it. It's already been buried, washed, and cleared. We have that, too many clandestine things going on right that, now. That Dude. money, <laughs> that money's gone. They spent it all. It's gone already. Where? You? No, no. Listen. Listen, the Taliban, they just happened to stumble across those AK-47s. The Contras, they just found those ARs laying in the jungle. It'd be what it'd be, man. It's lucky, happy accidents. You want to talk about false flags and, you know, uh, other 
sneak tactics. We've done it too. And the mm. only reason we're calling it out is because we've played the game, okay? We've already played this game before. It's. I bet he was mad when he started seeing that on Fox News and shit. He's like, no, I can't fucking do it, you bitch. Well, yeah, I think... I think what the whole situation has started to turn into is that Washington keeps turning up the dial. Like they're like, things are getting hotter. Things are getting hotter. They're going to do it any day now, February, mid-February. Once the ground freezes, then the Ukraine's just like, they finally, like at, at first the Ukraine was on board. They're like, yeah, our intelligence is matching up with the U.S.'s. There is, you know, an intimate invasion coming. And then, like, a couple weeks later, fast forward to, you know, like, yesterday, for instance, uh, the Ukrainian president's coming out and trying to downplay some of the claims Washington's been making now. And I think they're starting to maybe have maybe more progressive talks with Russia, like, on a personal note. And honestly, that's the way it should be. America shouldn't mm-hmm. have such a, a heavy negotiation presence. And I understand uh, backing up a country and supporting a country. Um, but, and, you know, standing up for them and, you know, the whole NATO thing, you know, all of NATO has pretty much stood up to Russia and said, yeah, you cross the border, then you're, you're getting the donkey dick from all of us. <laughs> so. You don't get it, boy. <laughs> And they don't mean like with, you know, um, what, you know, tools of war. They mean with like economic sanctions. Insurgency. Ones ones that would literally collapse uh, within, I believe, would be a pretty short time, the entire Russian government, like economy, not government, but economy. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, you think Russia still has leaded gasoline? Are you going to tell me? I really don't know. I was like, no. yeah, they might. They might. Know. I have to look that up. You really want this lead, so I'm gonna let you take off with it. Fly. Uh, I just am not prepared to talk about World War Three. That's all. Oh, neither am I. I just was telling you what, <laughs> what I heard yesterday. So but that's. Oh, fair. I. You know, I hope they. Uh, I mean, I. You know, the whole sit on their end. I, I mean, yeah, I want to see diplomacy too. I honestly, I don't think the world needs a, a war right now. I'd see. I've been kind of. I think it's going to fold. I don't think there's going to be a war. That's kind of. I think Russia's just like. I think there's something bigger going on behind the curtain. See, I'm almost the, not. This, to, like, this is the curtain right now. There's a new world order trying to take shape right now. And, you know, and right now it all hinges on a tiny little island and, you know, the Pacific Ocean and a fucking deserted this wasteland. This is the false flag operation right here. Yes, this is it. Yeah, that's, that's, right. that's what, I, you know. Yes, let's turn into QA on right now. I have a big dick. Look at me. Oh, did you hear? I'm sorry. I really want you to get to your subject, but one more. You go, you know, one more. Baby. baby, I one, love listening to you talk. No, no, no. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop it. it. <laughs> I'm blushed. Um, no. So I saw this article the other day about um, right-wing extremist groups are planning attacks on the American power grid. Um, so domestic terrorism. Hey, uh, um, b- before, uh, let me devolve this a little more. I read a book about that. That's how it started. 
it turned into the zombie apocalypse real quick after that. So I'm just saying, be That's ready. Rad. Be ready. Left for dead in real life. They were they were literal skinheads. You know, I rampaging think, this town. You know? <laughs> I think I honestly think I, I could handle a zombie apocalypse better than World War Three right now. Probably, yeah. The zombie apocalypse I mean, is easy. You board up your house. It evens you, the playing field. You make a few, <laughs> yeah. You make a few trips out of the house for supply runs, and you get to shoot some shit. I mean, <laughs> it all sounds so like high fantasy when you talk about but, it. But now, World War Three, some drunk Russian is a couple hundred miles off on his calculations, and they hit my house with the nuke instead of the Air Force Base in Dayton. Okay, it's true. Yeah, I, no. I, I, and hope you know Columbus is going down too. So you think so? Yeah, you think yeah. all major cities? I mean, like if we're like yeah. all out, yeah, Cleveland, but like, Cincinnati. See, but that's that's the thing, definitely. In an, like a, in like an all out, just you know, dump the clip kind of nuclear war. Like you have to for sure. But in a selective strike, I don't feel like Ohio's on top of the list. No, yeah, obviously, I think you would put your coastal cities on highest alert see i think if if let's say they like if it was a selective strike i almost believe they'd hit somewhere in in, like the middle of nowhere to be like look we can do this but it wasn't that bad so we don't retaliate but we would no you see yeah here's the problem once the u.s has detected a ballistic missile um over our airspace it's all gone it's all it's going there's (laughs) it's everything we're dumping the clip that's what it is that's like oh (laughs) oh i see and it's like it doesn't Uh, even matter who who sent it everybody's getting smoke like if if north korea gets on this little north korea russia you're all three the middle east iran just to be Like, Iran, <laughs> God, all of it. It literally like Moscow. They would send like three hundred to Moscow. They're like one of them's gonna hit <laughs> <laughs> something. Uh, I don't care how many fucking you know surface to air missile interceptors they have, which you know that is like one of the biggest things that has kept Jer- Jerusalem, um, you know, and Israel on the fucking map. Is the fucking Iron Dome? Um, they're able to shoot down pretty much any fucking Gaza Strip missiles, which admittedly none of those missiles are very high tech. They're all Cold War <laughs> missiles that the Russians gave them years ago. So, no. How like, how funny would it be if we had like a high like a high secrecy, high accuracy Iron Dome for us, mm-hmm. and someone fucked around and found out? Like they just like China dumped their clip and we shot every one of them out of the sky. Can you, can you fucking like imagine? You know, like you know, you have to understand that with our defense budget and with the amount of defense money that disappears, they are possible. That money is not just funding private wars. That money is also funding secret shit that no one knows about. Uh-huh. And that you know, honestly, that makes me like feel safe. Honestly, I, I, honestly, I feel, I, I feel a little safer knowing that because it's like, okay, I know. Listen, I if know we spend that much there. more than everybody else, and we get shit on, we deserve to get shit on. Okay, the government deserves it for doing it, and we deserve it for let it happening. So I just have to trust that money's being spent somewhat correctly. Well, here's um, here's the caveat, right? Like Vladimir Putin, like gets his dick hard on. 
when he gets on stage and like brags about his new ballistic missile technology and he has these missiles that can evade iron dome technology he has missiles that move faster than anything on the planet of the earth that break the sound barrier you know literally uh supersonic weapons is what we're discussing here for just a hot take and uh he gets he gets in front of the whole world and shows them all like look at me look what i did we got this now he thinks that's a a deterrent he thinks he's using that as a scare tactic to show the world like hey don't fuck with russia because we we can fuck you up and don't get me wrong russia has a huge military they have a huge nuclear they could arsenal. fuck most of the countries up in the world but i don't think we're one of them yeah no i know i'm just saying they show their hand in, in regards of the, what know, they have, yeah, for the most part, yeah, technology. <clears throat> I'm sure there's some R and D under the hood shit that they don't talk about, but they don't have near the amount of money we do. That's what I see. I was kind of worried a couple months ago because you hear about ballistic missiles in China, Russia, and uh, North Korea, and nukes in Iran, and this and that, and like no one's talking about what we have to like stop it. And at first that was concerning, but now it's not. So it's like, yeah, maybe it's a good thing. Well, you know, to, I mean, everyone likes to daydream and like people like to claim that they know a person who worked at Area 51 and they're going to go full disclosure with us and tell us all these little fucking theories that they have or, you know, not theories, but know for a fact because they talked to somebody who knows somebody who worked for the Pentagon and reported to Area 51. Okay. No, you don't. <laughs> actually no <laughs> no you don't that's that's gonna be my first just shut the fuck up that's my first response to you is, no you don't no one does okay those people don't even know they work there anymore <laughs> um when you leave area 50 and here's my, and yeah here's my conspiracy when people leave area 51 when they retire from that job or quit that job they either get put in the ground or they get their memory wiped with a little thing called a uh, hallucinogenic mind rape therapy, which isn't the official <laughs> term, but that's how they do it. I think but, I think the official is uh, MK Ultra. That is that. that is the project yeah. name, but that is now how they manipulate ex employees' minds so that they don't share the secrets. So anyone? No, they just text you a picture of your mom sleeping every couple of months. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, needless to say, we have a lot of toys deep underground that no one knows about. Um, and yeah, it makes me feel safe, actually. And yeah. it actually does give me a level of comfort knowing that, you know, and, and it's a level of comfort I don't think a lot of people take for granted. Like, you get a lot of people who get all bent out of shape, but at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, but use some, use critical thinking for just a moment and imagine if they're making all that money disappear, it's not all just going to like one person or two people or even 15. Like that money is funding something that they don't want anyone to see. Mm-hmm. And that's like the scary slash comforting part. I mean, as well as I, much as I talk about, you know, taxes need to be spent better. And I think they do. I'm happy that our defense budget is, is the biggest in the world because 
hopefully that means we're the safest in the world. That's um, that's the best you can hope. For. We got the biggest dick in the world. That's what that means. Yeah, and you know a lot Wait, of people. What did, what did FDR say? Walk softly with a big dick. Is that? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I'm not familiar with that quote. But regardless, um, World War Three, lead poisoning, lead poisoning. (laughs) Uh, So basically, there's a correlation between like the levels of lead found in uh, people's bodies and the crime rate. So we had a big old like uh, crime started to ramp up in in the 40s, right? Mm -hmm. Peaked in the 90s. Uh, Yeah, it's about right. 40s and 90s it peaked in the early 90s and it's been on the decline ever since uh and like it's crazy because if you look at i'm going to show you i can't show the listeners i can post on the facebook if you look at this little graph right here one of those lines is the amount of lead and one of those lines the crime rate like they are like wave for wave spot on yeah. almost on top of each other they would be if there wasn't you know the lag it takes for people who've been exposed to lead as children to grow up and do adults uh so there's a correlation between lead and crime rate. Yeah. Or, as... Yes. As far as this, as this hypothesis says, okay. that was the graph of like the uh, lead in tons per 1000 in people's bodies. And then the other one was like the crime rate. And as we use more lead in our in le- uh, lead gasoline and paint and uh, other things, the crime rate rose and then as we realized oh lead's bad for you and we stopped using it then the crime rate began to fall and apparently you can track this countrywide all the way down to neighborhood wide so like neighborhoods who had like a higher lead content for whether it be being close to a major roadway or like you know like a lead factory uh they had higher crime rates and the farther away you got from the sources of lead you know the lower the crime rates got and that matches like i said from neighborhood up to country level okay so like the the sled exposure um in like a in a city like a major city let's say a major city had a you know a lead problem like flint michigan for instance um it their their lines were identical to that of some podunk town like prospect um yeah well yeah if their lead use was the same the way the way that this article explains it is that the areas that got away from lead use quicker saw a decrease in crime quicker that's so weird isn't it is there like a a, like a i know there there are a couple studies done i was gonna say is there a study on like what like long exposure to lead to the human body um man i should have mentally it uh can mimic like adhd kind of symptoms but on steroids it affects your decision making part of your brain and your impulsivity control uh and your violent you know reaction your triggers Yeah. yeah um but like you know and then like that's like an excuse or like a kind of a reason why on top of you know others why we don't see serial killers so much anymore is because you know they were all exposed to lead but there are a lot of other correlations uh between serial killers like head injuries 
That's a pretty yeah. interesting one. Shitty parents. Shitty is an understatement, but I would say I think um, circumstance, like uh, upbringing, has a lot to do with it. There, too. there's a trifecta I cannot remember. It's a head injury before the age of ten, horrible parents, and then something else. I forget what the third one is. Almost always creates a serial killer. It's like a serious head injury, like a, like a TBI kind of. Oh yeah, like your brain got touched. Yeah, like a, yeah. a horrible untreated concussion. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, I get that for sure. But um, and that's also in a more meme memey way. You see it a lot. I've seen it on TikTok a couple of times where everyone's like, "Oh, that's why we have Karens. They all have fucking lead poisoning. Uh... And they're bitches because you know." But I mean, it was in everything. It was in like in paint and walls and toys. It was in the pipes. Oh, yeah. It was in yeah. the gas and the air. Well, when I was a kid, there was a big deal about China still selling toys with lead paint. Yeah, yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. America was like, no, no, no. No, you can't do that. It'll kill us. Um, We're done with the lead. You guys aren't allowed to sell toys here anymore. Apparently, uh, in Rome, <laughs> shortly before the fall of Rome, they started using lead as an artificial sweetener in food and drink. Because apparently lead has a sweet taste. That's why kids want to put it in their mouths and eat the paint chips and stuff. Oh. So, like, yeah, but, like, no, knowing what you know now, like, putting lead in, like, your fucking wine to make it sweeter or whatever is, well, like... you know, there was a... And Lonnie, call back to Lonnie from the beginning of the episode. Hey! Um, he enlightened me once about how we actually legitimately thought that we needed like like they thought lead was a vital like vitamin mm-hmm. slash like mineral for your body and you could like die without it <laughs> yeah and you could like get lead supplements and then like science progressed and knowledge of you know things progressed and they were like no don't do that that's bad Oh, it's like doctors used to sell cocaine too. Oh, cocaine! You used to be able to smoke in the in the hospitals, the airplane. You used to be able to smoke a cigarette anywhere. The idea of smoking in an airplane to me is fucking wild, bonkers. You're just lighting a match in a fucking pressurized cabin, thirty-two (laughs) thousand feet above the fucking fucking ground. And they were lighting matches. It wasn't like a little lighter or like a little cigarette thing. If you were fancy, you had a. If you were fancy, you had a Zippo lighter. That's only in first class. Yeah. Other, otherwise, didn't you, they used to hand out matches on airplanes? Yeah, like they you got a free hotels? box of matches, and you uh-huh. probably got a complimentary, you know, two pack of cigarettes. Um, yeah, the doctor would be sitting there, fucking chain smoking, smoking telling you, surgery. telling, coughing his lungs out, telling you that you're fucking dying, and you're like, oh, you're I'm, dying, a, buddy. I'm, I'm going to prescribe you cigarettes. I mean, that's going to help your anxiety, and you're like. Okay. Well, honey, I just went. I just got back from the pharmacy, and I got myself a pack of Marlboros. Cowboy killers. The doctor says that it's going to help my anxiety. It's going to help my cough. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a, you know, obviously a progression of a lot of things. Um, I think Reader's Digest was the one who back in like. The 60s or 70s blew the doors off of cigarette smoking being Bad having, having underlying, you know, by that time we'd been smoking cigarettes for long enough. 100 for, years. 
for uh, us to, you know, uh, observe the effects of it long term. So I just can't wait till we start hearing what vaping is actually doing. To oh, us. yeah. Because yeah. I'm, if you guys don't know this about me, I'm a big fucking vapor and I take at least a hundred drags every show, but I mute my mic for the sake of you all because it sounds like a hurricane when I hit. Does your does thing. your device have a hit counter on it? Uh, this one doesn't. This is actually kind of uh, shameful, isn't it? This one, this one, um, is is special to me. This is one that I had when I worked at 84 Lumber, mm-hmm. and it is one that I actually ran over with a forklift. That is so funny. It still and it, works. And it still works. Uh, I mean, and it, as it should, it's like, I mean. They can hear it's, it, yeah. It's metal. It's, <laughs> a, it's all metal body. It has a has a hand-poured hand resin imprint on one side, and then uh, the other side is just a metal plate for the battery door, but it's tried and true and it's never done wrong by me. And after I ran over with it, uh, with a forklift, we created a special bond, so to say. I love you. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I'll never leave you. I found that thing literally flush in the fucking ground because we had a dirt yard still. It was muddy. Did and you break your tank? I don't think you did, did you? Yeah, I didn't. Did tank yeah. well the glass on the tank. Yeah, was not surprising. But Everything else, even the tank was still intact. I just had to replace the glass on it. That's so funny. I gave that little fucker Alex a brand new stick mod. And the first day he had it, he broke the fucking tank on it. Because he dropped it. Awesome. And I'm like, you know, I try and do nice things for you. You fuck it up. And you just turn around. He's like, I broke it. Was he still on his quest to download every DVD ever? Not that Alex. Oh, oh, the other Alex, the Alex. little Nazi Mormon. Yeah. Nazi How do you Mormon. do both those things, man? He was a little racist, fucking misogynistic, bigot piece of shit who was really annoying. He was fun to talk to, though. He was he was entertaining <laughs> to talk to. He was a good. He said some dumb shit. Ignorant. Look, let me let me put it this way. My first day, my first, my third day, something like that. We were wrapping a pallet up in dead silence, right? Not saying a word to each other. And me, me paint the picture. Me, 6'3", 300 pounds, right? Him, 5 even, maybe, 90 pounds, soaking wet, right? And uh, he just stops and looks at me. He says, you know, they say short people have little dicks, but it's not true. Like literally, there was it was not it was not prompted or anything. Huh? <laughs> what? I still have the mental image of when you walked up to me and told me that He's you're like, like asked me. you're like, well, I've officially been sexually harassed, and I'm like, what are you talking about, man? You told me that exact story and the look of like pure just comedy on your face if you were kind of <laughs> like thing that ever happened to me <laughs> you were like kind of horrified but also kind of like that i was, can't wait to tell everybody yeah that's kind of cool <laughs> i'm happy that happened today uh, oh, i still have the video of you two wrapping a pallet together and that's he so and then he starts just taking taking it over it does it all by himself and he's like <laughs> running around the pallet and you're just standing there and you like glance up at me and you're just like and then you like shake your head and walk this away. This fucking guy. <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. 
were some good times. Alex was good comic relief for sure. He was, man. So, Led is <laughs> apparently capable of making us kill <laughs> kill each other, according to science. And in twenty five years, I mean, Nick, every boomer has a story about how they just like played with the they broke a thermometer and played with the mercury, right? <sighs> They can't be yeah. good for you. Hey, look at this mercury. It looks looks really cool and moves around really weird. I kind of like that. Yeah. Well. Why can't I see anything? Uh, why am I dying? <laughs> I drink it. It looked yummy. <laughs> it looks like chocolate. <laughs> it's right. fucked up. Well. Um, you want to do some Am I the Assholes? Let's, yeah. And let's... I, I have two Am I the Assholes and a confession post today. I like confessions. Oh, the confession post is pretty good. All right, let's hear it. First one's kind of short. Um, am I the asshole for telling my mom that my boyfriend broke her underwear? I, 18 female, oh my, sorry, my 18 female boyfriend, 20 male, started having sex recently. I was a virgin before. I was going to his house one night, and he sent me a text asking if I could wear a thong, but I didn't have any. I didn't want to disappoint him, so I went into my mom's bedroom to find one. While we were having physical intimacy, I love that. Like, I like say coitus all the time to make Bailey uncomfortable because I think it's funny. But I think I'm going to start using physical intimacy. Hey, can we be physically intimate tonight, you think? Yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> That'll get her nice and moist. Yeah. <laughs> My boyfriend I'm grabbed ready. <laughs> uh, can confirm. Am moist. Um, my boyfriend grabbed the thong to take it off, but it broke. He didn't know it was my mother's, and he said it wasn't intentional. Uh, I thought my best idea was to buy a new one to replace it, but I don't have enough money, and my boyfriend didn't want to help me pay for it. I ended up telling my mother the truth, and she wasn't that mad, but now my boyfriend's upset because he says it's something embarrassing for my mother to know, and then now he'll be embarrassed and ashamed every time he sees her. He argues that I could have just told her that I took the thong and broke it without involving him. Am I the asshole? Short story, but a lot to unpack. Wow, there's a there's like a, a serious two sided coin here. Are thongs expensive? Um, like I can't imagine like a a decent looking thong. Like I imagine you could get a decent looking thong for like twenty bucks. I guess I'm gonna just have to ask, um, what brand? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are some expensive ones I'm, out I'm there. Sh- I'm but... sure a Victoria's Secret thong is not the same as a I just, Walmart thong. And I kind of imagine like a G-string where it's like next to no material, right? Yeah. And it's like real thin and he accidentally breaks it, taking it off. And they're like, oh, it's my mom's shit. And she's like, well, I'll just buy a new one. And it's like a $150 thong. <laughs> so stupid like that. And he's like, I ain't fucking paying for that. Why are you wearing your mom's underwear? That's weird. To me, that's weird anyways to like to wear someone else's underwear. But like to wear someone else's underwear in the to context, go fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's even more fucking, weird. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Like he's kind of the asshole for not helping her pay for yeah, it. Yeah. You know I mean? to, to be like so standoffish about it. I mean. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. But. I do understand why he's uncomfortable about his mom, her mom knowing, but don't be a dick about it. She's uncomfortable too. Yeah, but I'm still going to circle back real quick to her borrowing her mom's underwear. That's the asshole move. Because like in, in, in one regard, if it, if it's clean, and I mean, 
you know, like clean. It's still like it then it's, it's like not physically gross, but like emotionally gross. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's still dirty. It's still yeah. not clean in the essence of Right. Not there's no visible poop stains, but there is that we know of. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. If it's a black thong, <laughs> you're never gonna know. Um Wait, your poop's black? It should be brown, Nick. Hey, I'm saying dark colors don't show up well in dark colors. <laughs> black hides everything but semen. Um, True. So, yeah. Yeah, that's weird for me. It's um, not. It's not. Because, like, okay. yeah, that'd make me uncomfortable as a parent if, like, my kids borrowed anything from me. Hey, that's... Dad, I borrowed your boxer briefs because I didn't want to look gay wearing these whitey tinies. Hey, I, I mean, I don't have a son, but hey, I borrowed your jockstrap. I don't have one of those either. I don't play sports. Nah. You know what I mean? Like, that's like weird yeah. to me. Yeah. I think. Hey, sharing... Dad, I didn't have a, I didn't have a, like, I borrowed your butt plug for the football I game. Think, right? I think sharing anything that goes underneath your main clothes, like bras or Anything that's underwear. Yeah, un- underwear in general. Socks yeah. too. Uh, I guess maybe. I've, okay, I've stole. I've stolen my wife's. No, socks I could. I can see socks being okay, especially if you just like if you get them out of the the dryer, you know, whatever, and they're clean. They're yeah, like, yeah. I mean that, and that's where like socks aren't like don't have the emotional attachment to a yeah. a thing that's touching your your hootie ha. So yeah, the fact that that. That was her mom's. It's a little weird and just kind of disturbing. Mm-hmm. And I for agree. him, and for him, is probably slightly emotionally traumatizing, and probably didn't like getting put on the spot about the fact that it broke. He broke it, and it then and then she's like, <laughs> "What? Were you aware? What? <laughs> yeah." And then she's like, "Well." You've just broke my mom's g-string. This isn't mine. And then, how am I supposed to feel? Like, really? Yeah. You're like, gonna really? put that. You're gonna put that on me. You're the bitch who fucking wore it over here. I didn't so, ask like, you to steal your mom's fucking g-string, bruh. It's like I asked you to go fucking get one and wear what's it. What's weird? It's like if it. Let's say it didn't break. Like if I just found out you're wearing your mom's underwear and we were like having sex. That's weird to me. But yeah. like, let's say, let's say some spillage happened on a, a shirt. And you're like, oh, this is my mom's shirt. That's kind of funny. That's not weird. That's just kind of funny. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so it's something. Yeah, it's the undergarments, the unmentionables. Um, the next yeah. one. Am I the asshole for letting, letting air quotes my nephew's friend eat something that's not vegan? I, 25 female, help my sister a lot with her. Kids. She has a two-year-old, a five-year-old. Oh, she has two. Sorry, five-year-old son will call Lucas and a three-month-old called Hazel. I go to her house every other day to hang out with the kids and also sort of keep an eye on how things go with their nanny. I also step in every time their nanny can't. Now onto the issue. A few days ago, my nephew brought a friend home, Adam. I had no idea he was coming until my sister dropped them both off with me and Hazel. There was no real issue here. I just warmed the food my sister has already set up, so there were two identical plates with the same food. All was well for a few hours. I just supervised the kids every 10 to 15 minutes to see that they weren't blowing the house up. Just when it was getting dark, I set the kids up to watch Disney Plus and Lucas asked if he could get snacks. My sister didn't have any restrictions about snacks and nothing was mentioned to me about Adam. So I just told him to go for it. 
They watch half of an Olaf special when Adam's parents arrive. As I quickly grab his backpack to walk into the door, Adam quite quickly asked if he could please take some chocolate bars home. I said, of course, that it was fine. He should take as many as he wants. And so he does. We go to the front door and his parents were there waiting. They pick up Adam. They thank me for taking good care of their son. Everything goes well. Just until this kid shows the Hershey bar on his little hand. Uh, seeing that, both parents went nuclear on me. It doesn't begin to cover it. Uh, both of them began screaming about how disrespectful it was for me to give their vegan child animal products, that I was an awful person, and even accused me of giving him animal products just dis- to disrespect him just because they're gay. I don't even know how to react because this is all news to me. I try my hardest to explain, but they won't stop yelling and have even made both kids cry after um after yelling some more, both of them left and my sister came home. She asked what the hell happened. She agrees to it being my fault. I can't believe everything that's happened since I left my sister's house that night. I haven't gone back. She did leave a voicemail, but after all that went down, I don't want to hear it. I really don't feel like the asshole. And if anything, I just feel bad for the kids. So am I the asshole? No, she's not. No, not at all. No, you, not at like, all. One, it's a dick move to just like, oh, here's an extra kid to take care of. Like, that's not like something you just do to somebody. Oh, you thought you had just one kid. Here's two. I'm sorry. Oh. But, but then, no, you can't communicate. I, yeah, you can't not communicate. Oh, they can't. Communi- no, they can't communicate <laughs> because as soon as they saw the fucking Hershey bar, they fucking exploded, right? Yeah. And then eventually made the kids cry. Guess what? That's trauma for that kid now. It should have been idiot. like, ooh, you had chocolate? Ooh, he's vegan. He can't have chocolate. Did so and so not tell you that he's vegan too? No, I had no idea. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Well, I mean, you didn't know. I guess it's not, you know, your fault. You didn't purposely give it to my kid because you didn't know because no one told you. The sister's just mad at her because she is covering her own ass for not mentioning that the kid's vegan. Yeah, well, fuck her. Actually, the kid's the asshole. He should know better. Yeah, the kid should know (laughs) that there's clearly dairy in that milk Yeah, you fucking dumb kid. There's dairy in that chocolate milk he bar. Knew. He yeah. knew. He's like, oh, fuck, I get to have chocolate? Hell yeah. Mom, look, chocolate. I'm high as fuck right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like... He starts fucking tripping from all the endorphins that the fucking milk content and the chocolate bar and released into his brain. I'm kind of iffy about be making your kids be vegan like you should not make your animals be vegan i think that's animal cruelty but the the kids being vegan thing is kind of iffy for me like if i was vegan i would be like we're vegan you can choose to live this lifestyle if you want but we only make vegan meals because you know we're vegan here and then like if the kid chooses to not be vegan let him not be vegan well much like politics um uh, dietary affiliations have extremes. You're right. And, I just feel uh, like you should support the kid just the same way if you're not vegan and they want to be vegan. Give them options in the home well, or give them I, money to... You know. What I'm saying is you probably do have vegans who are like that, right? Oh, yeah. And then you have the extremists who are... No vegans in my house, that communist uh, shit. Yeah, in a way they mm-hmm. uh, take on the role of a bit of a fascist approach to their veganism and that's how you get people like um vegan teacher who's 
no longer on TikTok due to the, just the amount of community guideline uh, reports against her. That's so funny. You know, um, I don't really care if people are vegan or not. I'm not one of the people that really give a shit. I don't. No, I don't hate people for. Being My problem vegan. is with people who make one thing their personality. But anyways, I knew this kid in high school who was vegan, and he was kind of like that. Like that was his whole personality was being vegan, and it would crack me the fuck up. Because me, you know, I'm fat and I would eat a lot of food. He would sit there and be like, you know, that's not healthy for you. This and this and this. He's like, I'm the healthiest I've ever been. I feel great and this and that. And then he would have to take, I shit you not, 15 pills with his lunch of different vitamins and metals and stuff that he wasn't getting in his food. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I, mean, I just thought that was like so fucking funny. It's like, I feel great. I'm so healthy. And here's my, my other lunch, which is a handful of pills. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you only live once, man. Um, and I'm not saying you should go out and eat an entire fucking deer or a rack of ribs, but, you know, a little bit of protein will kill you. And you can get it. And I know you can get it from other sources other than meat. Meat just so happens to be very high in protein. And it tastes yummy. Yeah, and it's so good, especially when you get the sauce. Oh. <laughs> I love how it's just generic meat, generic sauce. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there's too many to cover, all right? We could do a whole episode on just fucking just meat, meats meat and sauces. Meats and sauces, all right? And the different combinations. Uh, they're infinite, but... No, uh, I... I just feel like as a parent, especially like you should, you should definitely, you should definitely let your children choose. You open the door for them to live other lifestyles. Yeah. And not force them into one bubble. uh, They're they're probably, if you don't force them, they're probably just going to do what you do. That's how kids work. Yeah. And then the, and that's the thing where you get people who force children, um, you know, force, force things upon children. When you make something not sound appealing and force it upon somebody, typically their first reaction is to do the opposite because they don't like the aggressive push that you're trying to control them. Even That's if it's crazy. your even if it's your own children. You know, um, we're we are literally physically right there with Lizy right now. Yeah. If I like that's where she is developmentally. If I say, Hey, you can't do that or hey, don't do that. She she just she just do that okay. So like, yeah, yeah, it's a it is a learning process, <laughs> and you are going to spend a lot of time drilling that into her head, because there are some things where it is appropriate for a parent to stop their child from doing said thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if that is getting up and walking over to them and physically removing them from the situation that you're asking them not to be a part of, and then you firmly explain to them without you know sounding too much like you're negotiating with a terrorist usually it's that's not safe you know we gotta gotta stop that thanks please yeah oh no you want to keep doing it if you're if you're halfway across the room watching them stick a fork into an outlet (laughs) honey i don't think we should do that and you're over here trying to negotiate with the toddler um that they shouldn't be doing that um, well, you, you failed as a parent because your kid probably electrocuted themselves. <laughs> um, Try again. <laughs> game over. <laughs> Can I just load my previous save and try that one again? I think I might use a little more aggressive uh, negotiations this time. 
Like, no, you don't negotiate with children on certain things. Now, when it's something stupid, sometimes it's easier to let them win. All right? You got to give them a few victories. Otherwise, they're going to think you're just, you know, a tight-ass wad of shit that doesn't want them to have any sort of fun. They do have to learn. Um, You know, Arthur likes to get up on furniture and sit on the couch in the recliner like a big boy. Now, Arthur has his own chair, right? It's a big Joe. It's a big beanie bag chair. And it's just for him. That's Arthur's chair. But he's, you know, he's taller now. He can walk around. He can climb up on the furniture. He likes to sometimes sit up on the furniture with us to feel like, you know, part of, you know, the adult crew. So to not say. a second class citizen in his yeah, home. <laughs> yeah. He wants to, he wants to feel, you know, he wants to, you know, to him that that's, you know, at, that's a at, yeah, thing. at his age, that's like a maturity line. Right. It's like, Oh, Hey, I you know, sit there too. My, my parents always sit there. I'm going to sit there too. That's I can fine. sit still. However, the little the little guy likes to sometimes stand up on the furniture and then proceed to bounce. And even when he's feeling a little evil Knievelish, he just straight jumps off the furniture. And um, we've had to reinforce with him uh, on several different occasions, uh, face to face, full removal of you know full removal from the situation put in timeout things of that nature i never had to kick the kid's head in to get it through <laughs> to him that he shouldn't be doing that that's not how you parent either there, that's like, an ex, that's an extreme um being non proactive enough and being a child abuser are two extremes to parenting yeah it's a nice middle line where you let you let the little things slide let him be a kid but you know means no and you do what you're supposed to do <laughs> yeah exactly um see that's my problem i like i'll say no we're not going to do that and then i like have to ask myself why why can't you do that because you don't want to clean up the mess that's not a good reason so then she gets to do it that's actually a perfectly good reason not wanting to clean up the mess because you don't want to deal with it she just, can't be a kid i'm just saying that's not that's not such a bad reason um, her fucking couch dismount that reminded me scares the shit out of me she's going to kill herself she, she will dismount? she'll walk over close to the edge and then just like plop onto her butt onto the edge of the couch and springboard herself off onto her feet i don't like that either no because i know one of these times you're just gonna lay on your face well, imagine if she just misses the couch altogether one time and goes straight the to the ground and knocks the wind out of her. Oh. She's sitting there gasping for air, and you guys think she can't breathe, but she can. She just <laughs> she just she uh, collapsed her diaphragm for half a second. <laughs> she was trying to climb onto the couch onto Bailey's lap, and Bailey like thought she was up, and they let go of her. And Lizzie just tumbled straight down the ground and landed on her back and just looked up at Bailey with this face of pure, like, deceivement. Why, like, why mother? Did you forsake me, mother? <laughs> 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 She's a daddy! Daddy! Uh, Mommy just threw me on the floor! It's pretty funny, man. They're great. Kids are wild, man. And they're, they're a lot of fun if... 
you let it be fun. If you're a fucking asshole vegan parent who's just trying to control every aspect of their life and they decide to rebel against you when they're of an age where they feel comfortable doing so, I have no pity for you. So yes, you are the asshole. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I agree. Fuck you. Um, so this um, confession post, I really <laughs> sadly relate to. No, good. It's a, I tried to break my own arm so I could quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not this job, but Maybe. I've definitely been there in the past. Maybe like, I mean, does it, will it hurt that bad if a forklift runs my foot over? I mean, yeah. I, all I gotta yeah. do is not put the parking brake on and. Oh, jeez. Uh, Kevin would have whipped anyone's ass in that yard for doing something like that. <laughs> like, he would just be You're like... You're on camera, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> there was not a single camera in that lumber yard. <laughs> that I knew of, at least. Hey, Nick, you have to charge people for that kind of intel, man. At least make some money off of that. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> hey, we don't need to be starting another Vanta war over <laughs> here. All right. Disclosing uh, lumberyard secrets. Two days ago, I was at work and I realized how much I hate my job. I'm a cleaner in an office building, and the adults who work there are filthy and leave disgusting messes every day. Anyways, on Friday, I worked until very late and I hate it. It's creepy, and there's a man who goes in and out of the building at weird times and makes me unsafe. Makes me feel unsafe. Also, my partner wouldn't understand why I don't want to work there anymore and would get disappointed in me. So, Friday rolls around last week, and I tell myself I'm going to have an accident at work so I don't have to go back. Um, I think about how I'm going to do it. Slam my wrist in the door, drop something heavy on it. I psych myself out before I could commit to those. Instead, I decided that I would just bash it in. That seems worse, like actively bashing your own bone in compared to just slamming it in a door real quick or something. Mm -mm. (laughs) I grabbed a wooden stick from a broom. See, that's not going to do it. Uh, I mean, we're being real with ourselves. A wooden broomstick is probably not going to get the job done. Newsflash, it doesn't. Uh, I started hitting my wrist as hard as I could. I kept going until I couldn't move it and it was swollen. I cleaned up any evidence that I did it. <laughs> I imagined her like putting the broom back and wiping her tears away and straightening <laughs> her shirt, then slamming the door real loud. Uh, I called my boyfriend and told him I slammed it in the door. He called me and picked me up and told me I should call my boss and let her know I'm hurt. The next thing I know, my boss is there and her and my boyfriend are examining my wrist and asking how it happened. I stuck with the slamming it on the door. My boss told me to go to the hospital, so my boyfriend took me and I spent five hours in the emergency room for them to tell me it wasn't broken. I felt really guilty about what I did and was tempted to tell my doctor that I did it on purpose, but I'm pretty sure that, a, that a, that's a huge red flag. Haha. <laughs> so I didn't hit it hard enough or as many times as I needed to. Now I don't know what to do. It would be a bit unbelievable that I slam my wrist in the door again, so I'm stuck working a job I feel unsafe at. My boyfriend just wouldn't understand. Dot, dot, dot. Hold. Top comment. Oh, wow. Oh, no, please go. I have to reload it before I take this comment. Do you think she's the? Do you think she's an asshole? I guess that's the wrong subreddit. What do you think about that, Nick? There's a lot to unpack there. Wow. <laughs> well, um, so I have a couple identifiable feelings on the subject. <laughs> I, in fact, have worked jobs in the past where I have, like, daydreamed about, like, 
Oh, what if I got in a car wreck on the way there? I'm gonna go in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like not literally die in a car wreck, but just a bad enough just one. Just bad to enough wear. to where I can take a day off. Maybe yeah. maybe the next couple of days. Exactly. So in that regard, those are just like fantasies. It's not he, something you actually want to deal with. Here's the comment that really ties it all to, ties it all yeah, together yeah, for me. Here. Just quit, LOL. You can find another job somewhere as a cleaner with people you like. That's just it, though. I won't be able to find any other jobs for ages. I live in a small outback town in Australia, and it took me 18 months to find this one. Here it comes. Just move to the U.S., start a business, or find a job. I'm 15, live in a very small town, and I could easily find a job that pays 15 to $20 an hour. I know $20 an hour isn't as good, but for a 15-year-old, it is. <laughs> Wow. The internet is a wonderful place. That's what I mean. Just, just, just move. Move just, to a different country. Just fuck, your con- just fuck your country and come to ours. Duh. That's what everyone else does. Just fucking move countries. Apply for a visa. Get a passport. So Prove why you should be a citizen. So that's funny. That helps actually now that we know a little bit about her other you know, background situation. Once you get there, Nick, start a business. Yeah, it does. See, that makes because like, because you don't think about that. I mean, as at least me, I think everyone you know, that's in a similar situation to me until I read more about it. Uh, but like, yeah, it's not like you live in Chicago or New York or even a place like you know, middle of nowhere, Ohio, where there yeah, are there are jobs. Our, even like, in our towns, you know, Marion and Delaware, respectively. <laughs> We have corporate parks, we have factory districts, we have downtowns, we have fast food restaurants, we have dine-in restaurants, we have department stores, we have everything that a normal city, uh, suburbanized city in the United States reasonably has come accustomed to, all of which provides endless opportunities for entry-level jobs that really no one's probably ever happy with but those are at least options that you have on the table i worked for two different cell phone stores in the same town um you know hated both of them but i could actually stand one more than i could the other you know that's just mm-hmm. uh at least you have a preference a little bit or choice you know yeah you know in my in my experience it's always about um evolving with with your jobs going backwards or moving laterally in the workforce is very painful and takes its toll on the soul very quickly um you know you don't want to get stagnant because that can lead to burnout and that can lead to things uh extremities as such as this where you actually didn't just think about harming yourself to the point where you won't have <laughs> to go to work, but you actually did it. And then you failed at it. And now you just feel kind of like now you have all these other emotions other than anxiety because anxiety is what brought you here. Anxiety was the vessel. And then it bloomed into this fucking circus of this, you know, um, pony show of just lies and deceit and you know now you're now you've achieved nothing but make yourself look like an asshole and now you're kind of stuck because you didn't achieve what you set out to do 
Um, so now you now just, just have, have a hurt wrist. Now, and have to now, go to work on Monday. Yeah, yeah, now you just have a hurt <laughs> wrist, and you still have to go do the job that you fucking hate. Um, and knowing the background of you know where she lives and the opportunities available to her, I imagine that's that's a pretty defeating feeling knowing that if you don't. And when she was talking about the whole my boyfriend just want to understand thing, that alone, the location alone makes that make more sense. Because, you know, he... Well, see, she also, I should mention, sorry, a little more context. He apparently has a pretty high-paying job in the area. That's where they live there. So, like, he enjoys his work and... Well, and that's good that. for So him. even more of a reason why he wouldn't get her, Nick. He just wouldn't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. I love my job, and I go there every day and enjoy myself and make money and provide for us. Um, and I don't know what currency they use or what what their conversion rate I'll is. I'll be to, honest with you, the dollar. There are three. There are like 150 countries in this world. Yeah. I know the U.S. dollar, the English pound, and the Indian rupee. That's all I know. There's one more you know about. What what do what does anyone in the EU use? Pounds. No. What do they use? They use they the euro, francs. buddy. Euro. Well, as as in a pound or euro, like isn't that like a the same no. the same money system? No. It's not. No. 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 See. Quick quick money lesson on international money. So, I'm sure you heard the term Brexit in the last five years. Oh, when, that when, okay. when referring to England, yeah, England okay. left the EU to get off of the euro currency and go back to English pounds. Mm. Pounds are exclusive to the old Brits. Euro is what is the universal currency used by anyone who is part of the European the European Union, mm. the EU. For short, does Germany use francs? Is that right? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. So they yeah. Might, but they might be on euros. I don't know if they're in the EU. I have no idea. And and I know that I do know they're not letting weapons come through their airspace to go to Ukraine, though. Well, yeah, Germany has a, long, a unique position. Has a long history of um, picking sides. <laughs> they, they, they said, "Hey, you guys know that this is Russia, and it's the winter, right? We're not fucking doing that again." Yeah, they also have a gas pipeline mm-hmm. thing deal going on that I don't know a lot about, but I know it's there and it's making it. Awkward. They're they're they would get fucked the most from this war besides Ukraine. Like just by like it happening, yeah. they lose all their heating in their country. Yeah, stuff. Shouldn't have put yourself in that position, Germany. Sounds well, like a you. Maybe problem. maybe you shouldn't have lost World War Two. You know, you know what I say to you, Germany. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, buddy. Better yet, join the right side of the war, and then once we all control parts of Russia, we can still do the pipeline deal and get exactly. heat. All right, exactly. What are you going to have to do? Go with. We'll, we'll give you like two feet days. on each Tell side of that what. pipeline. Tell all the way. Tell you what, those Russians have enough <clears throat> nukes to heat your entire fucking country <laughs> for the rest of infinity. Um, how about them marbles? Nuclear power. There we go. Boom. How about this? See, Ukraine about already this? tried that. And look don't, what happened. Don't put yourself in a situation where you have to be reliant 
on foreign policy to power your fucking country. Especially the one of the biggest dictatorships in the world. Have you ever heard of energy independence in even the slightest? I understand there's like geological challenges in Europe compared to the United States because we, we are pitch. we are a continent of three and let's face it, out of the three, we wear the pants. And um, the shirt and the socks. And the hat and the gloves and honestly Canada no is our brazier. No and one, Mexico is our thong. Okay. Yeah, no one else has <laughs> clothes. They are the clothes, and we are the man wearing them, or hermaphrodite, whatever you want. So non-binary, non-binary, cis gender. <laughs> so you can be one, the other, both, or neither. <laughs> or pansexual. How about that? Uh, we'll fuck anything with a heartbeat. Um, so, except goats. <laughs> disclaimer no goats um, we leave that to the professionals so i mean you know they they definitely yeah are in an awkward position on that so at any rate i don't know how the fuck we got into global energy but <laughs> and i'm not backtracking too far we're gonna get back to the confession australia outback fucked hurting yourself not good seek help I know that her boyfriend is probably a fundamentalist and that's why in in that part of the country, I know this all, I'm remembering where this all started from now, which is, is money um, and conversion. <laughs> it's and always all that. money. It's always money. It comes back to money. Well, let's follow, follow the her. money. Well, follow yeah, it. You, you know, she's working this job for money, obviously. And she doesn't have a whole lot of options where she lives. And obviously, she can't just radically change her life by moving out of said country that's so uh, funny. because a 15-year-old on Reddit said that's a good idea. You know what? I think I will. I'm moving to Pennsylvania. I'll I'm not, see you soon. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that she couldn't do that. That is always an option. It's not, though, for a lot of people. Like, neither one of us could just move yeah. countries tomorrow, you know? Not tomorrow, but it's something that you can strive towards. That's where I'm trying to get to. That's the point. That and that's why, see, I'm not gonna pick a bone with you about it right this minute, but that is do it off the air, but it's not like a big bone. But that is a millennial mentality. It's the well, I can't do that right now, so go fuck yourself. Well, of course, I mean, in this situation, (laughs) we can talk about it. It's not really an like if it's not like an option, it's not an option, but it could be. but you have to set yourself up to first of all you have to mentally like it is not physically impossible no you have realistically yes you have to mentally commit to that and you have to get more than one party on board because obviously she has a significant other and i don't know how close they are but it sounds like they're serious enough to where she doesn't think he would approve of her quitting her job and she obviously considers his opinion to be held very highly. So one must think that they have a pretty um, established relationship. Obviously, you're not going to give a fuck what a, you know, a dude that you've been dating for three weeks or a month thinks about you quitting your job. And if you do, then uh, you were abused as a child. That's a character flaw. (laughs) You were abused as a child, and you're not the main character of your story. Um, (laughs) You're a side. You're you're used for character development in his story. (laughs) You're an NPC. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, we we made it. Do you yeah. know how long it's been? No. Mm, long enough. Long enough, you think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know what time we started, but it is. Um, it is. I want to la- say it was after eleven thirty, but before twelve. Okay. Well, then this is about was- a. As of right now, it's about a normal episode. You know that I think it was in the eleven forty ranges when we started. Yeah, it's about normal. Norm- normally, I send a text or something in the beginning to remind myself, but yeah. I was too focused on your pretty face tonight. I missed you. Yeah, yeah I missed you too. But no, I think we're, uh, you know, we're on to to brighter paths after um, some people get some things figured out. Tyler and I are going to be constantly tired for the rest of our lives. There's no, yeah, there's no getting around that. Um, so we're going to just, uh, you know, take. I kept effect. cycling out kids last night. One mm. would wake up, and when I'd get it to sleep, the other one would be awake. And then when I'd go down back to sleep, the first one was awake again. It's like, what the fuck? Owen's already teething. That's um, rough. He's only four months old, and I'm just like, why? This is the hardest baby to hold ever. She does not fucking sit still. You can't, like, holding her is a task. Like, you can't, like, watch TikTok or, like, play games while you hold her. No, you're holding that kid, and that's all you're doing. I can't tell you how many times tonight I've had to, like, take off one half of my headphone to make sure there's no screaming in my house. See, I heard some screaming a little bit ago. I haven't had any text or anything yet, so I'm hoping that yeah, she went neither, back to sleep. Neither have I. <laughs> I heard footsteps. That's why I was like, all right, I took off the headphone, and I'm like, okay, what was that? And I hear I hear footsteps above me, and then I hear a, a subtle little... <laughs> See, I think I think I could tell you how what I heard went down. It's a pretty common one I hear. Mm-hmm. Lizzie rolls over in the middle of the night and yeah. goes, Mommy, booby. And Bailey goes, No, not right now, Lizzie. And she goes, ah! <laughs> and goes back to sleep immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens like three or four times a night. It's awesome. Cause I'm like, I'm always like shit. I'm about to take this kid, and then yeah. like ten minutes later, nothing happens. So I'm like, ah, okay. Arthur sleeps through the night, has since he was one. Um, That's a rare occasion here. She usually parties. Yeah, right. And then Owen is on a routine, but he obviously still gets hungry in the middle of the night. So we feed him maybe a bottle or two throughout the night, um, and then he just has his random wake ups along uh, along the night as well, where if he, you know, starts feeling some tooth pain, maybe once his pacifier, you know, he just, he'll wake up and he'll throw a fit for a few minutes. You get him to take his pacifier again, and then he usually calms down. But when he's hungry, he won't stop. Like, that's mm-hmm. how you, and that's, that's how, how you know. You know. <laughs> that's nothing how, works. Yeah, yeah. Nothing well, else she works. decided uh, today that she wasn't going to take a nap. So hopefully she doesn't wake up tonight because of that. Which one? Lizzie. Oh, yeah. so it's not as bad as the newborn, but it's still yeah pretty you know, bad. It could have been worse. She did all right with, with this is a parenting podcast now. Is she too? But uh, uh, she'll be two next month. That's what I thought. But so, um, so like she tried to lay down twice, and both times Bailey is like, "No, nah, I'm not doing it. I give up." And I was like, "Oh, okay, whatever, man. Like I yeah. can do it." <laughs> nah, fuck it. She yeah. doesn't want a nap. All righty, she does this sometimes, and then 
She wants to nap at like three thirty. Her bedtime is seven thirty. Too late. Yeah. And it's like you have like a five hour wake window, kid. No, you're not. You're not like no four. <laughs> Sorry. No, her her wake window is a five hour minimum. Usually it's more, but she's not sleeping like. Oh, I got. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna be up for the next five hours after you take your two hour nap. You know? No, no, sir. No. <laughs> yeah, Arthur he gets one nap during the day, and it's usually a, a a pretty decent one. It's usually anywhere from one and a half to three hours. It just depends on how tired. Three hours it is. sounds amazing. We usually get an hour to two. It almost never happens. But, but yeah, here's the problem, though. In that what used to just be pure profit-free time is now usually... Owen, time. Owen usually takes two naps in that time span. And I'm like, <laughs> why can't you just sleep the same amount of time as your brother? That's what, like, the best way to describe it, having a toddler and a newborn, is you have to parent at half capacity. Because someone's always holding a newborn. So yeah. the other parent is always wild. I wouldn't recommend having two this close together. It's not the worst thing that's ever happened to me. But like, no. if I would have known more, I probably would have waited longer. Yeah. This is why we need sex ed in school. So already, Nick, our third topic for the night, sex ed. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, uh, you know, I think for a fourth dumpster fire, we covered a lot of ground tonight. Yeah, it was pretty um, good. I mean, you know. And you know, you, you got what you can only expect from a dumpster fire. We were a little all over the place. Um, we I think had, we had some good conversation in there. No, there's a lot of great conversation in there. But we were a little bit all, all over the place as far as transitioning. But that's fine because, you know, uh, it's a dumpster fire. Yeah. Are we doing World War Three next week if everyone's we here? Are, you know, we ought to. If it doesn't kick off before then. You know, we said that two weeks ago, and it didn't kick off yet. So I'm gonna just assume that it's never. It's not kicking off. But I'm gonna gonna talk talk about it. But we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. I'm gonna find some good World War Three memes. We're gonna dig in, so to say. Here, here's a sneak peek. Um, I saw it was just like a black screen on TikTok. It said, "What's happening in the world right now?" And then, like, it was two black guys just like nose to nose staring each other down, and it was United States and Russia. Oh, and they just kept getting closer and closer to each other. <laughs> yeah, there's your first tidbit. Uh, check out the socials. You know the Facebook page, TJN Podcast, TikTok, TJN Podcast. Send us some viewer emails, Podcast at gmo.com. We haven't gotten it yet, and we're going to keep asking until we get at least 10. Okay. If someone Thanks. just wants to even email us that. Say hi. We're a hot fucking mess but you love every minute of our shenanigans i don't care um i'll take it a step further tell us we're bad i don't care we'll That's talk about said, it basically no 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 silver lining though no silver lining uh, tell complete, us we're bad complete we're bad. complete terrible you think we're the fattest podcast on spotify pound for pound nah no nah, i don't think so either there's I some bet, bad dudes I, out I there bet. you see i got a lot of muscle that's my problem right but i'm talking pure and weight numbers hmm total poundage right no definitely not there's got to be a fatter fuck out there than us doing a podcast we should find him kick his ass that's what we should (laughs) (laughs) you think you're number one there can only be one do you think those those sisters from my thousand pound sisters have a podcast 
No. No, their 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 media metric is definitely video. Yeah. You have to see them. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely uh up and close and personal with them on the telly. All righty. That's it. Um Yes, yes, yes. Another good episode. Night. Good night, y'all. Bye. Peace.